0: I like seeing people eating ice creams, even like it's breakfast time, they're still eating ice cream. <laughs> walking past the window and they're concentrating on that ice cream like it's taking them somewhere else.
1: <laughs> this is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Coming from a sixth-generation farming family and after a career as a journalist... Sandra McEwig yearned to be on the land again. She found wonderment in the small town of Badalla, a town once famous for its cheese, and set about celebrating the region by producing award-winning cheese and ice cream.
0: We're on uh, at Badalla, which is four and a half hours south from Sydney, and very near Naruma. In the so it's a very um, pastoral area, and it's always been. We had great rainfall and there's lots of dairies and it's a very rich agricultural area. Lovely, beautiful beaches. And we've been there, we've had a farm there for thirty years. And we don't get tired of it. <laughs> I was brought up in the country around Griffiths and um, very different look, flat flat land. And um, but we went down there, and it, it the, the area is undulating, and there's got um, beautiful beaches. And, and we, we saw this really pretty property, it was a dairy farm, and um, we bought it. It was just one of those spontaneous things. Not a lot of thinking and planning went into that because we, we aren't dairy farmers, and the exchange day was a bit scary because. The people who were milking the cars moved out at ten o'clock after first milking and the next ones had to come in and be on on deck and efficient by the by the next time the cars lined up. There's no chance to be slack on that one. And it ran as a dairy farm for quite a while, but the dairy industry is um, a little bit been a little bit unpredictable in Australia. And um, we never milked the cars as such, or we always had somebody leasing it and doing that work but we became interested in the dairy industry and Badala was famous it was a household name for cheese for many years because uh, back in the 1860s, and 60s it was settled as a dairy area by a guy called um, Thomas Mort and uh, he made the first cheddar cheese in Australia commercially and it was sent to England so people knew about Badala cheese mainly as a cheddar um, and when we went there in '89, there were no more cheese factories. Uh, a lot of three, about thirteen dairy farms, but the five cheese factories that had once been there had died, and just on our business for one reason or another. And um, it was seemed to be such a pity. We had deregulation, of, like the the guaranteed quota price went out of the bottom of the milk, and and. Mostly um, family farmers there, and then we realised that unless you were milking big lots, you couldn't really stay in business in the dairy industry. And so um, it's now cut down to about probably seven or eight dairy farms in that little Badala area. And um, we we get our milk for the da- for, for our factory and processing unit um, from one of the bigger dairies where it's the milk. Quality is fabulous, and um, um, we process it and, and to make a variety of dairy products. I never, I never, I never use the word manufacturing business because it's not us that makes the milk. And that is what it's all about. You know, you've got good milk, beautiful milk from grass-fed cows. You've got, you've got, the, you've got what you need to make good product if you handle it and. Probably, yes, so we've had a challenging time setting that up because I knew nothing about the daring, and um, we knew nothing about <laughs> processing milk. I'd been a journalist, and uh, but I thought we'd set it up bring that business and cheese making back to the area, and then we someone would take it on, but they never did <laughs> you're still there, still there churning it away and and uh, but it's 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 now very rewarding and I'm very, very involved with it and I work in it probably six days a week and uh, we make a variety of products and it's it's a new life for us.
1: Knowing the rich history of the region, Sandra felt inspired to bring a small country town milk bar to life and dabble in the art of cheesemaking.
0: I thought it was a pity that all our beautiful milk was going out to processors in Sydney, big trucks, picking it up every morning or, or going down to Bega. They went either left or right. But it was sad because people were coming into the area and going, oh, this is Badala. I know Badala. We used to have Badala cheese, you know. And this, there was no no milk products or nothing representative of what all these hard-working people were doing in the area. Because it is a working village, lovely historic working village. But, you know, people going to get go to the bakery still wearing their gumboots and that's how people walk around and they even go to the pub like that. Um, but we didn't have, we weren't making anything to show off what we were doing. So I, I would, I'd i always had a bit of a nostalgia for <laughs> milk, milk bars, the old-fashioned milk bars. So I, the the um, news agent and motel came up for sale and was for sale for a while. And then we said, well, let's bought a milk bar there and, we'll, you know, just bought a small cheese factory. And it is small by standards and um, we'll, we'll start making cheese again someone will hop on the opportunity well that's what we did we built the chap. we built the cheese factory in 2011 that was a learning curve um just working out what machinery was required and actually what you wanted to achieve so i've decided just to do it keep it back to the old-fashioned things just don't complicate too much and we do um, batch pasteurising, which means that we do 1,000 litres in a batch at a time, and uh, that takes an hour. But we don't homogenise and we don't overheat it. We just do it slowly. And I think there's only one other person in Australia still doing it that way. Most people do it through through um, hot lines and then cold lines um, pipes, and they can do up 20,000 an hour litres. And we do 1,000, but anyway, that's the way it is. But I feel it keeps the molecular structure of the milk; it's not torn apart. And often people say, "I can drink your milk, but I'm usually lactose intolerant." Well, I think it's because because it's not wrecked; it's as natural as it can be. It's like a as good, you know, it's like eating a raw carrot rather than the juice. So. Um, with uh, with, uh, with that, of course, I've have been able to make nice products. We've won gold a couple of times for the milk at the Royal Easter Show, so it's still so it is recognised as being very natural, and um, um, and and because we've got a good uh, dairy we get it from, we get a consistent fat level, and that's that's important with making with with when you're selling unhomogenised milk. Otherwise, people ring you up and say. I used to get two centimeters of cream, and now I've only got one. So um, we've – and and then we've decided that I've always wanted to have ice cream because the more you – the more products you can make from milk, the more you can add value to it because this is a – it's a very competitive market, milk, as you can see. Um, The $1 milk has made it extremely difficult to um, encourage people to pay – five dollars for a two liter and they can get it for three and that will remain because that the big the big fellas are now going to have one dollar milk on forever um so you've got to do other products which add value which may be more complicated to make and have a smaller market to um to to challenge you so we've done we went into ice cream making which is what i love doing now and i do it all day six days a week.
1: Diving headfirst into the world of cheese proposed many challenges, but some incredible rewards too.
0: Greater memory of the (laughs) first first failures. They're the ones that really hit you. Oh, why does it look like that? Um, And nothing in the books will tell you um, what you you did wrong. But I did go to a few courses and um, I I did learn... (laughs) Learn to be fairly um, di- very disciplined with this because if you the, the way you handle the milk in, uh, the, it, with your timing and the amount of um, culture and, and everything has to be very precise for you to get a predictable amount and uh, predictable quality. So we've had we had a few um, quite a few duds and and then we've now we're on to we've worked out what we we like doing, which is adding native plants to cheese and flavouring things with the wonderful variety of native plants and seeds that we've got. So that's really our point of difference in the market. And we now have been, we're now sort of selling our cheese in pallets, really to um, Coles mm-hmm. and Woolies and Harris Farm markets. Um, so that's, that's, that's what's, it's very good cheddar we're making. We're very consistent with that. So that's where we've um, found our niche there in that.
1: With access to such extraordinary milk, it made sense to diversify and explore the art of great ice cream.
0: Well, ice cream, everyone said, you won't have to do ice cream. It's, you've got to buy too much equipment Oh No, you can't oh. And, and they were right about that because you need to have a range of equipment so that the product moves quickly through its phases and it and it's for, it very quickly into minus 30, de, uh, 30 degrees. Then you don't have any icicles. So we had the lovely quality. We had all the ingredients. And also we had this interest in trying to include, make things with native plants, uh, flavor with things, with, with plants and seeds. So that was... Um, it's um, something that I was going to experiment with, but anyway, then I saw we saw on, on Gumtree an ad which said a full range of Cappuccino machinery for sale in Sydney, and um, it was we came I came down to see it. And it was two young fellows who'd set up in Smithfield, and they'd come out and they'd, they'd studied at Cappuccino University, which is probably the pinnacle of um, ice cream. Uh, learning and and they were stuck in a very, very awkward position in in smithfield and they said our parents they're young guys and our parents have said don't fail longer fail fail fast and get out come back to italy none sick you know they always have a sick nonna so they they said we want to sell the whole lot so jane and i went back to the car and sat there oh it's a lot of money that's still a lot of money but I mean it's really half price and we, we went back and said well the best thing about that deal is them so we went back in and said look would you we'll buy it if you come with it so they went, oh, all the way to Badala so they came and stayed in Badala for eight months and they set that machinery up for us and they made the recipes with us and now i can we can we can work out the balance that we need in sugars and fats and so on with a new product because we we've, we've got it all on all on computer so um we were terribly grateful for them for 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 that and so we make it in a very old-fashioned way from scratch, no packet stuff. Um, everything's measured out in grams. And as long as you're very precise with the base, you can then fiddle with the flavours. And, and we've loved it. We've won gold with it in Sydney last year, and then we've started the shop in Sydney in Wallara in April this year, just before COVID. Clever planning. And... Um, <laughs> but it turned out to be for the better because um, um, he people wanted takeaway, and we just made more more takeaway tubs. And um, and we were in an area where it, we had a little strip of shops where everybody went to to do their, their um, takeaway shopping. So. It didn't. It didn't. It was good, and people have enjoyed it. And I come come down to Sydney with my husband every that two weeks with a load of ice cream. We've got a truck which is now freezer, and um, it's um, we we replenish her fridges and go back to Badala and work again.
1: The popularity of gelato has skyrocketed in the last decade, but Sandra saw the opportunity to raise the bar for ice cream. And celebrate native ingredients too.
0: We wanted that really creamy product. I wanted a product that I made. It lasts sort of lasts longer too. The, the ice cream you get a year's life out of it. I didn't. I wanted to use the old, the old the old Italian ways of, of uh, storing ice cream, which is in, um, it, it, it's in Pezzetti's, which have little. They look like saucepan lids all the way along. So we've got a bank of those with twenty-two flavors in them. And just the names on the boards. Unlike the the people say that won't work for you because everyone likes to come in, they see the color and they like to pick pick something from these mounds of of um, tempting colors. Anyway, that wasn't obviously going to be the way. That is, um, well, some people call them um, graveyards. Those those the ice creams, because the light and the air means the product starts deteriorating. It needs to be kept the very even tension temperature which it does in the cylinders in these the way we keep it and we don't have to take it out at night and um it we can make a denser richer product and which is we, what we do with a lot of cream and a lot of milk that's what it really amounts to and i i just and i and I, it's nostalgia too because ice cream is a thing where it creates memories and it also brings back memories and my first ice creams were, we used to come in from the country and my parents used to say, now, if you lot don't squabble in the back, you can, get, you can get a treat at the milk bar. So oh, we would sit on our hands all the way in. And, and then we could go to this old-fashioned milk bar where she used to lift up the lids and dip, use the dipper and it was all lovely theatre. So I had a hankering after that, but it was very solid ice cream. So I'd never thought of making gelato. Yeah.
1: In many ways, we are all at the start of our journey exploring the array of native ingredients in Australia, and Sandra believes their unique properties are ideal for ice cream.
0: Um, one of the ones which we've um, done, you know, well, and it's enjoyed is Kakadu plum and rum. Most of the um, seeds of, of native plants, of which there are plenty to experiment with, are bitter. Very bitter, um, but very high in, in um, vitamin C. They're all very good for you, but it takes. The, there are some that go with ice cream, and some which you just can't win with. Um, lemon myrtle is one that people are really now knowing is sweet and and aromatic, and they know you know they they accept that are the ones they taste and they say oh that's really interesting <clears throat> but I have a chocolate <laughs> but they're getting around to them and I just like experimenting with with them and and people are beginning to take a great uh, uh, interest in them and unfortunately the native plants haven't been recognized from. Um, uh, as much as they should have been, and you can't really buy them in supermarkets. So you tell people to try experiment with this, or this would be a lovely thing for you to try. And have some saltbush. Maybe saltbush is really fantastic underneath your roasts, etc. But nobody can buy it. Um, but they they are being they they do come back for them. They come back and say, well, I think I'll try that one that you, you know the." the pepperberry chocolate, instead of just having a chilli chocolate with the pepperberry, which is completely different. Anyway, I, I, I think it's important that people do understand better how, uh, what, what unique things we have in Australia. There are about 7,000 plants that you can have a go at, that are all edible.
1: The success of Badala ice cream has led to expansion in Sydney and it's fast become one of the busiest ice creameries in the country.
0: The shop in is is cute and small, um, and, but it does reflect, it does have very much a country feel. I mean, Jane's done clever things and put up a sign saying, if you've been to the South Coast or to Yoruba, Dalla, please put up a photograph of your holiday there and you get a free ice cream. Oh, there's a wall through full of happy faces. And, um, um, now the locals say, well, can you take my eggs? Can you take my eggs up? Well, one lady but does, has beautiful eggs and she puts a feather in the, in the um, box with the, and people go. Have you got the? Have you got the eggs with the feathers in them? And uh, as soon as they come, they they just go straight out the door. Jane said, "I could put a little sign on the road, on the street, and saying the eggs back." Um, but uh, and and other people want you know, give me jams and things like that that they might take. But mainly, it's just ice. The ice cream, the ice cream is what it's all about. You know, happy little faces. They line up after school, and um, and Jane makes a lot of birthday cakes. Oh my goodness! Well, that's uh, that's something we haven't got into on the South Coast, but they t- they take they're quite a procedure, that they're a work of art when they're finished. And of course, they go out and they're enjoyed by forty children, and then forty more mothers come in and say, "My, my Freddie's birthday is next week, and he'd like." This, that, and the
1: other. Dalla Dairy has had an incredible impact on Sandra. Not just life on the farm, but the chance to ignite her creativity and bring great memories to people every day too.
0: Oh, I'm proud of seeing um, a lot of lovely people employed. I'm just in the background there. I don't... I just... But I'm just I like seeing that happening. I like seeing people eating ice creams even like it's breakfast time, they're still eating ice cream. <laughs> they're walking past the window and they are concentrating on that ice cream like it's taking them somewhere else. <laughs> and I, I think that's well I'm doing. we're we're doing something that's all ages are happy doing together. You find grannies there, they're all doing it together because it's something that is sort of a little bit of a Reward, you know, the reward. You can't justify it, but it's a reward. <laughs> I like it being creative. It, I, I have the freedom to make anything I like and to make it and and to expand in any way in in any li- you know, uh, line that we thought would would be there. If, if there's an opportunity, you can definitely look at it with a positive frame of mind and say, "Would that work?" Wow let's try it so that's that's a great freedom to have and I and I enjoy that and um, as a family business it's it's great to be able to do something together and to love the people you do it with I taste every batch two or three times it's not good for the way it's planned but um, um, it you know, if it's right, if you get that right, you know, just the right richness in it, or it's good. I feel good. I say, that. and the girls are pulling, pulling the machines. I say, what was that like? What do you like about that? Is that good? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, the day goes quickly. We strive hard to keep keep that quality. That's what it's all about. Just don't ever cut corners, and and just stay small and do it do it properly. So we'll see where it goes from here.
1: Food has a wonderful way of connecting people and sharing the story of a region. Sandra's commitment from cow to ice cream in the small town of Badala has captured the very heart of time and place. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at podcast, or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.